today, I want to break down. Can you all hear me okay? Okay, da? Okay, okay. Um, I want to talk about hunger. Guttum. Here in this, in this house, everyone's guttum always. <laughs> you know, I have my, my children and then I have my extended children. And these guys here, my extended sons, and they are constantly guttum always. <laughs> right? Exactly. Look at that guy. He's always hungry. Henry, Ezekiel, Daniel, you know who you are. But, you know, what I want to talk about today is the right kind of hunger. I want to break down a message about the importance of, of getting the right hunger into your life. And so we're going to open up in the book of uh, Hebrews. And uh, if you would open with me if you have your Bible. And my message today is what do you hunger for in life? Every day we wake up hungry. My wife was just explaining to me. Hunger is the description, it's, the, it's like a, uh, what did you say the word was? Ah, it's an indicator of life. When a baby is born, when it's hungry, it means that there's life in its body. So the human being needs to be fed. It's in our system. When my question is today, what are you hungry for? Because in life, in the different seasons of life, we can have many different things thrown at you. From the moment you're born, if you're healthy, you're hungry. So it's a sign of health when you're hungry. However, what you eat is what you'll become. So today, I want to talk about how we should hunger and for what we should hunger about. So if you look at uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 13. Today, everyone is hungry physically. I can see all that beautiful food. And we even rescued it from the middle of an earthquake. People risked their lives and limb to bring the food home, right? So we're alive. We're hungry. But what I want to talk about today is the right kind of hunger and how to shape your hunger. You see, God wants us to have a special kind of hunger, one, a hunger that goes beyond what we understand here today. So you look at Hebrews chapter 13. Let's start with verse 5. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Jump to verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. Verse 14, I'm going to jump to that. For this world is not, and I say this again, is not. So when we have earthquakes and the shakeups in this world, Remember this, this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. So in this room today, we have a home together. If you say Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and your Heavenly Father is your Daddy, we are going to go home together one day. 
But that does mean that there's a difference with this home and the home to come. So we are temporary here, right? So what I want to talk about today is this thing called hunger. So we said that when a baby's born, if they're hungry, imagine this picture. This little one, look, he's chewing on the Bible. He's hungry. He wants to eat. He wants to grab hold. It's a picture of health. Now, as a baby, I remember our children, Isaac and the rest, they would say, oh, I don't want to eat vegetables. I don't want to eat tomatoes. I don't want to eat certain things. They would say that they didn't want to eat. So what we would say is you need to try it. You need to have a little bit of it. The good stuff, you need to put it on your tongue. Why? Because you need to train your taste buds, right? You need to train your taste buds to get used to things that are good for you. Because otherwise it was just candy. Whatever is sweet, whatever is a quick fix, it's not healthy. Much in life today is like this. We need to train ourselves to have a hunger that's for the Lord and not for our flesh. You see, the pursuit of God will feed your hunger. My question is today, what are you pursuing in life? Are you pursuing wealth? Are you pursuing relationship? Are you pursuing an easier life? Are you pursuing a better life? Remember, this isn't our permanent home. So it says, be thankful with what you have. Be satisfied. Why? Because you are different. You are made for something greater. This is just, we are in a mere shadow of what's yet to come. So the question is, what are you putting on your tongue today? What are you pursuing? My wife always says this, the proof of desire is pursuit. You can tell what somebody's into by what they desire, what they pursue, right? If they're pursuing basketball, you can tell that because all their lives is about basketball, right? If they desire to be a teacher, then they're all about education. Their lives are determined by what they pursue. My question to you today is, what are you pursuing? And is it in line with what the Word of God says? Because we want to move from babies, from mangabata, to adults. You want to train your tongue, but this takes discipline, folks. And the world is always trying to take us off course, trying to feed us things that are not healthy. Just like a good mom and a dad, we try to guide our children to eat right. We don't want to feed them junk, right? Because we know that in the long term, they may be satisfied and stop crying, but in the long term, they're going to be unhealthy. Where are you at today? Are you a baby? Are you a teenager? Are you an adult? What is your health like because of what you eat? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. What I want to talk about here is how to plan right. How to plan to have the right hunger in life. Because this is really the key today. What are you hungering for? What things in your life are you putting in place to make sure you hunger for the, the right stuff? Like I said, when my children were young, we made them eat tomatoes and taste it. My lungs, small amounts, put it on your tongue. Uh, uh, uh. And then later they're like, oh, I love this now. Why? They built a taste for it. Maybe, maybe it's like the same for durian. You know, you guys are used to durian. When a foreigner comes here, they put it on their tongue and they smell it in their nose. They're like, ah, that's horrible. But after a little while, you notice a lot of foreigners go, I really love this now. Because they train their mouths and their senses 
for what they feel is good, right? Let me read this to you. Chapter 12, verse 5. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as His children? You see the picture here? We are children of the living God. He wants to guide you into health. All of us here are called to live victoriously. That doesn't mean that it's easy, but you live victoriously because you have the right mindset. He said this, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Now, we haven't got to the meat of this yet, but the discipline I believe you're going to hear today, you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And don't give up when He corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he, whom He loves. So when the Father says, don't eat that, eat this, get, get, it's because I love them. And He punishes each one He accepts as His child. So there is a Father relationship to all of us here today. Jump down to verse 10. For our earthly fathers dip, disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. Like I described as a dad. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in His holiness. So what you eat determines holiness. What you eat determines whether you're walking in holiness or not, or whether you will be holy or not. What you put into your life through your eyes, through your nose, through your mouth, will determine your health. The question is today, are you listening to the Lord? Maybe the Lord has already spoken to you about things that are in your life. But yet you continue to kaonpa. You keep eating. You just keep eating and thinking, I'll be okay. I'm going to keep eating this unhealthy mindset, this unhealthy lifestyle, these unhealthy drinks, these unhealthy relationships. I'm going to continue. I'll be okay. Like I said, what you sow when you're little, if you continue doing it, eventually you're going to reap it. That's why parents are like, please stop eating these things. And here's the first key. Verse 13 of chapter 12. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fail, will not fall, but become strong. The key here, it says here, mark out a straight path. Plan your habits. Today, guys, I'm talking about your habits of eating, lifestyle choices. You cannot come to a situation where maybe you're, you, you like eating fat foods all the time and think, oh, I'll decide when I get to it. It's too late. You get into a bad relationship. You get into a bad place. If you haven't planned your path saying, if I get around these people, around these instances, before, not during, if you wait till it happens, it's too late. You will fall. God is saying, plan your path in advance. What does that mean? It's like an athlete. It's like, he says, run the race to the finish line. An athlete is thinking. You heard about the diet plans, their sleeping plans, their rest, their exercise. An athlete plans out every calorie. They think about everything they do. They think about who they're with. You say, champions run with champions, right? If, if you want to do better, then you don't want to be with people that are constantly dragging things down or living a lifestyle that is unhealthy. Amen? Amen? So the question is today, what are you doing in those circumstances? What I'm talking about here applies to our, all of us, young and old. doesn't matter what age. This is no age restriction. You can get healthy at any time. 
fit at 40s, fit at 30s, fit at 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, fit at 1s to 10s to 20s. God wants you to be fit. Why? To run the race to make his name famous. And he says, look, if you would obey my discipline, if you would follow me, then I can make you holy. What you do now, what you plan. So what are you planning today? And here are some practical things in life. Verse 14 of chapter 12. Work at living in peace with everyone. In our basketball outreach, I always say this. Right? Because the kids, and they love it. They go, ah, yeah, walai riot. But I mean it. I'm like, if you come here and bring your riot, I'm going to kick your riot out. Because this is a place of peace. This is where the Lord reigns. Are you working for the peace of people around you, or are you causing riots? The, if you work for the peace, that means that you work out of love. If you work for the peace in a relationship or with your family, you come as a servant, not, not as an overlord. Even if you're right, even if you're stronger and they're weaker, even if they've misunderstood, if you're saying, you know what, I need to work for the peace. This is my plan, not when I get annoyed. I make this decision before I come to that situation. Plan my path. Are you planning your path today, folks? Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. There's a separation. God is holy. Sometimes we ask ourselves, why do I feel so distant to God? It could be because you're ingesting things that are not of God. You have not let go of the things that are not part of your life. God said, I've made you a new creation. So those things are not, they don't belong in your system any longer. You look at a boxer, you, uh, you, uh, a basketball player, they're amazing athletes. But then when you look at their lifestyles, they're up at 4 a.m., the best ones are. They have a reputation of working hard. They have a reputation of being consistent. They have a reputation of being faithful. They stick with their regime because they know that that's the only way they can win. God is giving you and I a plan here to help us live a life of holiness by feeding ourselves with the right foods. Look at this. It says here in the latter half of verse 15, Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. For some of us here today, I believe God is going to highlight that there's bitterness in your heart unforgiveness in your heart. That is eating the wrong food. If you eat bitterness, if you eat unforgiveness, it will bear its fruit in death and separation from God. That is not holy. God is saying, come to me. Listen to my discipline. This is a heavenly father saying, come with me. Be a peacemaker. Make peace with those around you. Work hard at living a holy life. That means you have to plan your path. Isn't it fascinating that God wants you to plan your path. Why? So that you could walk with Him. God does not walk in darkness. He says, walk in the light as I am in the light. Eat righteousness, peace, and joy. So what areas in the life are you going to have to do this? Look at the beginning of chapter 12. Remember what I was talking about, about athletes. You see, an athlete, if he doesn't control his diet, uh, let me talk about myself here. I know that if I just eat everything that my tongue wants, which is everything, I eat everything, I would be super unhealthy. I would get super tambokayo, and my body would, would, would feel really rough. 
okay? I wouldn't be able to function well. I have to be disciplined in my mind not to get fat on the things that I ingest. It's the same thing in the deeper core of our lives. We are called in our spiritual man to not get fat. He wants you to be a lean, mean karate machine in your spirit walk. I'm not talking about your body. Although your body of God is challenging you today about what you eat physically and spiritually, then so be it. But what I'm talking about is the supernatural, the spirit man in you. Because that is the soul, that's the inner core from the inside out, our hearts, right? What you foster. Look at what it says here, right? Think about an athlete. Chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. So does that say slip off some things, guys? Delete. It says every weight. God is not interested in mediocre. God is not interested in gray. So we can't play with holiness. You can't go, on a Sunday I'm holy, on a Monday I'm less holy, by the time Friday comes I'm pretty unholy, and then I have to start all over again by, by Sunday. I have to meet with Pastor Gary, and man, I'm a mess. That's not feeding yourself righteously. And this is difficult, guys. You need to plan your path in advance. No athlete ever succeeded by accident. Our walk with God will not go deeper by accident. If you act like a baby, you're going to get hurt. There is a real battle out there for your soul. If we don't take it seriously, say, God, I don't want to be a baby. I don't want to be always on milk. I want to get to the meat. God says, I want to feed you stuff that's going to make you strong and make you everything I called you to be. But you must listen to my discipline. What parts of your life are you not letting go of? When he says every, grabi, that's lisud, right? How can you do that? By keeping your eyes on Jesus. You see, you can't do this on your own. That's why he says, I'm going to send to you a helper. And he's going to help you to do everything in this life of godliness that I've called you to. But you need to make the choice. Don't go lucky. Okay, today, maybe I'm okay. Today I feel gray. Tomorrow I'm a little whiter than snow. It doesn't work like that. Listen to this. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So how are we going to win this race? By focusing on a goal. Who's that goal? Not an it is who, it's Jesus. By fo focusing your eyes, your goal is to be like Jesus. So what parts of your life, those hidden areas, maybe where you have bitterness and you're not a peacemaker. In your heart, you're doing chismis. Maybe it goes from your heart to your mouth and you're talking people down rather than building them up. You're not loving them, you're hating on them. Maybe you're jealous. Maybe you were hurt and you haven't forgiven. There's a root of bitterness. God is saying, strip it off. Those things make you tambuk in your spiritual walk. They make you slow. 
and they make you weak and they will eventually kill you. A bad diet will kill its host, right? It's, it's simple. What are we doing today when God says, like a good father, I'm saying, here, I want you to train your tongue. I want you to spend time with me. I want you to be enduring. Keep going and keep your eyes on the invisible one. If you look at like Hebrews chapter 11, it's the book of faith, right? Those who are full of faith. How did they win the race? He kept on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. You just see it over and over again by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you got to say, God, today, I choose in advance to mark my path. I choose today to cut certain things off. It's not, this isn't like when I feel like when the worship is amazing, that's when I'm going to enter in deeper to God. You don't need an experience. You have the truth. What does it say? The truth will set you free. So if you today are suffering with a sin that's maybe got you bound and chained, what's going to set you free? A good feeling? No. A good sermon? No. The truth will set you free. So when God says strip it off and you say, it by faith, I'm going to strip this off and I'm going to plan to live a holy life and I'm only going to ingest what is righteous and what is pure. I'm going to choose to live to make peace and to love in these situations where maybe I haven't been. God will reward that. Do you see that? So then he says, now your spiritual inside can become the athlete that I've called you to be. You can then run the race. You can then finish strong, not weak, with lots of injuries. But it takes a conscious decision to live by faith. And you know what faith will do? It will build you a great reputation. Hey, there's my brother LL. His faith makes him live X, Y, and Z. What a good man. His decision to say no, even when it's maybe okay, but because he wants to be pure in his own heart, it's great reputation. I can trust him when I have a problem. Maybe I can go to him or to her, whoever those people are in your lives. You see, this, everyone in, in chapter 11, they were confidently looking forward to the next city, to what God was building. Remember what I read right at the start? We are, we are just travelers. We're building for a home beyond. So when, when, the, when the struggles hit, and then when we got to cut off those things in our life that we know God has called us to cut off through love and discipline. Remember, He disciplines those whom He loves. Why does He want to discipline us? So that we can grow strong. It's a hope that He has ready for us. But it's got to take a decision from our part. Look at 11 verse 10. Chapter 11 verse 10. Abraham was confidently lo looking forward to a city with eternal foundations. A city designed and built by God. Your future is designed and built by God. Isn't that better than your design and your build? That's something that we can really put, and we forget that, that God has this. What did he say? Pray it like this. As it is in heaven, so it be here on earth. God has a design for you specifically. 
And so when, the t when it gets tough here on earth, remember this is temporary. You're building for something so much greater. Can you trust God in that? I know that I would rather trust my future to God's design than my own. And so therefore when you do that, can you make the right choices about what you eat? You see, when you seek after God, it will feed the right hunger. It will build the right hunger. You will get a taste for the right hunger. Maybe for some of you here today, God has challenged you. I want you to spend more time with me in the Word. I want you to spend more time uh, in, in, behind closed doors, not just when, it, when everybody's around. I want you to not rely on your brothers and sisters for entering into my presence. I want you to be a man or a woman of God that comes on your knees alone, prepared, feeding, so that when you get into situations, you've got the right strength. You've got the right endurance. So today, my message is simple. What are you hungering for? And what are you pursuing? Because what you're pursuing will show you what you're hungering for. Do you understand that? So, the Word of God, right, helps to shape us and to mold us. The reason for the truth is that it's meant to cut things off. Don't just listen to this. Remember what it said right at the beginning. Don't, don't just, uh, no, the, yeah, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give, don't give up when he corrects. Don't just kind of shut this down. Like a good dad, when I'm guiding my children, especially when they're young, I'm really strong. Don't do that. That's really unhealthy for you. That could lead you to a really dangerous place. You could really get hurt. Don't go down that path, X, Y, and Z. Because I'm looking ahead. How much more our Heavenly Father, who knows us, who built us, who designed us, and is designed a, a future, a hope and a glory for you that's greater than what you could ever hope, dream, or imagine. So imagine the greatest dream you have in your mind is nothing compared to the design God has in store. If you want to unlock that, then you got to start hungering for the right things. Because what you pursue will show what you hunger for. And what you hunger for is what you're going to eat. And what you're going to eat is what you will become. Does that make sense? So when you hear this, don't just let it go by. It's such an easy thing to read. Oh, that's a nice idea. Oh yeah, don't get fat. Don't get tambuk. Strip off those things. It says strip off every sin. You see, so many people go, it's okay, there's grace. Absolutely there's grace. But if your heart isn't ready to be made, to be set apart and say, God, it's you or nothing, then you're living in gray. God can't be in gray. But His desire is so great for us to run the race with endurance. So set your eyes on Jesus today. Make the path choices before you get to those things. Or start afresh and say, I will not allow myself to get to that place where my heart, my mouth, my mind, my body, my actions do things that I know are feeding the wrong desires, the sinful nature of, my, of man. I choose to be a peacemaker, a lover of God, a pursuer of God. And I'm going to trust my future in His hands. I don't belong on earth anyway. All of this is going to fade away. So 
Let's build for what God has made you for. Eternity. See, that way you don't need to worry about today, about tomorrow, because God's got that. So today, if the Father, Amahan Salangat, is speaking to you, what's your response going to be? Because if he's saying you're hungering for the wrong things here, son or daughter, what are you going to do? If you come back and say, God, I'm going to put you first, he's going to say, all right, now let's ride. Okay, now we can move forward. Now I can give you the next part. Right? If you're stuck in a rut, it'll be because you're living in a gray area. I guarantee it. The longer you live in gray, the darker it gets. It goes from gray to black. It doesn't go from gray to white. You have to decide, Lord, forgive me. Make the choice today like an athlete. I'm going to get up at like uh, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. What's their reputation? The greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, his work ethic. He got into the gym first. LeBron James, people uh, like Dwayne Wade, I saw an interview. Dwayne Wade was saying, I thought I worked hard until LeBron James came to the gym. And then I thought, he takes care of his body in a way that I've never seen. LeBron James at his 17th year is playing like better than the young people. Why is that? Because he plans his life. In the Word of God, he's saying, make your choices now. Don't wait until it comes to your face. It's too late. I guarantee you, your flesh will take over. If you're going to live pure and holy, decide before you get to a place where you can have a choice of pure and holy. Surround yourself with the right people. Cut yourself off from the wrong people. Stop listening to the wrong thoughts or the wrong words. It could be any of these. I throw these out to you because I'm praying that the Holy Spirit is revealing areas in your life, in my heart, that God wants to make righteous today. The, the evidence of the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, right standing before God, and then that then translates to man, right? That results in a peace in your heart and a peace to others. And when you have peace, you have joy. And what does joy bring? Strength. So if you're feeling weak today, do you see how the Word of God works? It's because we're not feeding ourselves with things that lead to righteousness, peace, and joy. So I don't know if you guys want to um, maybe have a time of worship just to respond. I pray that this Word isn't just go in one ear and out the other. What do you hunger for? When you chase after God, it will fill the hunger in your life and change your taste buds when you do it. So oftentimes, God may be asking you today, are you ready to come back? Seek His forgiveness and say, God, forgive me. Amen? Amen. So just look at Hebrews 13. I know I went backwards. 13, 12, 11. Try it out in your life and say, I'm going to strip off every sin that so easily entangles me. Those are thoughts. Those are actions. Those are commitments. You might have a commitment in your life that you know, I've got to make this right before God. You may be doing things that you know is gray. Are you willing to put God first? By faith, you stand. Because you're not doing it for your own results. You're saying, God, I'm going to trust you with my tomorrow. Your design is better than mine, so let me put my trust in you, my faith in the invisible God. Amen?